Hello, brothers and sisters. Welcome on this Monday. I'm your host, Brother Derek King, at the microphone. And this week, we're going to talk about God inside minded or God consciousness. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, cause me to put the thoughts and the wisdom and the words you have given me into the proper order, Father, where it'll edify, not only educate, but it'll edify, Lord. I want to make a difference. I want to speak to them by your spirit, by your wisdom, by your anointing, Lord, to make a difference in their life, Lord, to build their faith, Lord, to cause them, Lord, to be victorious. Father, I ask that you grant me to be able to do that, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus. As you become conscious, conscious of God being on the inside of you, it's going to increase your faith. It's going to increase your righteousness. It's going to increase your effectiveness in in ministering to people that are sick, ministering to people that have problems, uh, getting things from the Lord that you need in your own personal life. It's when you are conscious that God is living on the inside of you. Now you might say, well, okay, I hear you, Brother Derek. Um, How do I become conscious that God is living on the inside of me? The way you become conscious of that is by your confession. You take the word of the Lord, find out what he said positively about you because you're not a sinner. You're saved by grace, for you're saved by grace through faith. It's the gift of God. It's a gift. No man can take it away. It's a gift. Not a works, least any man should boast. So your salvation, according to what is written, is by grace through faith. Faith is a complete confidence in someone, and that someone is the Lord Jesus Christ. So your salvation is totally based off you believing that you have it. And you get to a point where you believe that you have it simply by seeing what the Word of God says and saying that over and over and over again until you believe it. If the word of God says, if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you have eternal life, and a preacher, a, a mom and dad, a cousin and a brother too, they come tell you, you don't have salvation, you simply go to the word of God and find out what the word says about it. Not what this church doctrine or that church doctrine or this religious spirit or that religious spirit. You find out what the word of God says about it. And the word of God says, If you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart, you shall be saved. Uh, John 3 and 16, it says, God God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth on him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Some people might say that's too easy. Well, God did make it easy, but you'd be shocked how many people, even in this country, that don't believe. See, believing is not believing with your mind. See, oh, my God, I, 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 could, I could preach all day on that, the difference between believing with your mind and believing with your heart. I'll give you a quick example. I took a scripture that says, no evil shall befall me, neither shall any plague come down my dwelling. I believed it. You, I can get another Christian and give them the same scripture, and they will say, well, they'll put a well in that and try to explain to me why that scripture don't mean literally what it says. 
See, they have only mentally extended to it. And these are good people. They're on their way to heaven. But they, it hadn't gotten down into their heart. You understand? They only mentally believe it. They don't believe it with their heart. So since they don't believe it with their heart, they're going to need some extra protection. Nothing wrong with that. But but see, that's the difference. But, but confessing with your mouth and believing with your heart. Well, let, let's go to uh, the book of beginnings, which is Genesis, and let's start at the 18th chapter. Abraham was conscious of God, which made him have, have uh, great faith. Of course, we're not, we're not under this covenant, but I'm using, uh, using, I'm using a lot of this type of stuff to lay a foundation of what is the genesis of your faith. Your genesis of your faith is to be God conscious. In the in the New Testament, you got to be God inside minded, or you got to be word conscious because Jesus is the word. Well, but right here at Genesis 18, 18th chapter, and at the first verse, it says, "And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of memory, uh, memory, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day." Now Abraham has the Lord appearing to him. Now I'm gonna say is the Lord Jesus. Of course, he wasn't called the Lord Jesus right here. Okay, it says, and he lift up his eyes and look, and lo, there three, uh, uh, and lo, three men stood by him. So Abraham is seeing God in the theophany of a man. Moses saw God in the theophany of a cloud and in the theophany of fire. But Abraham is actually who is before Moses, he is seeing God in the theophany of a man. And he said, he lifted up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground. Now, you notice Abraham recognized God in the form of a man. He knew who he was. And it says, and, and said, my Lord, he knew he was God. Hallelujah. If now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I, I pray thee, from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. Now, Abraham is used to God because he recognized him, appearing to him in the flesh. I want you to check this out. Now, we don't see him in the flesh, but we got to get used to hearing his voice in our inner man. We got to get used to knowing what's right and what's wrong by constantly meditating on the word in the new covenant. But let me keep going. And I will fetch a morsel of bread and comfort ye your hearts. After that, ye shall pass on. For therefore are ye come to your servant. And they said, so do as thou hast said. And Abraham hastened into the tent unto Sarah and said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal. Knead it and make cakes upon the herd. And Abraham ran unto the herd and fetched a calf, tender and good, and gave it unto a young man, and he hasted to dress it. And he took butter and milk and the calf which he had dressed and set it before them, and he stood by them under the tree, and they did eat. And they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. 
And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah, thy wife, shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door, which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age. And it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Y'all know what that means. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child which am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Hallelujah. Let's start right there. God, in the theophany of a man, is telling Abraham that he's going to have a child, him and Sarah. And the Bible teaches that Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. But Sarah was right there. I'm reckon, I guess she recognized God, too. But she didn't really believe him. How many understand what I'm saying? Of course, it came to pass. But what I'm saying, under the new covenant, and I don't have time to fully develop this message in a short period of time, we have to believe the word of God as if it's God talking to us. Somebody say this, say, the Bible is God talking to me. I can have what it says I can have. I am what it says I am. And this is how your faith is built up. You got to have a consciousness of God being in his word and God being in you. I got a lot to say, but I'm out of time. Be blessed. Hello, brothers and sisters. Welcome on this Tuesday. I'm glad to be with you today. We're talking about God consciousness of God inside minded. Brothers and sisters, you have to become aware that God is working on the inside of you when you get born again. For it is God who is at work within you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. You have to really take the word of God, words like, God is able to cause me to do exceedingly more than I ever thought I could or would. A lot of scriptures when it reveals that God is on the inside of you. One place Jesus told the disciples, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Another place he told them, I'll be with you and even in you. It's a lot of affirmations in the New Testament revealing that God is on the inside of you. Uh, in the book of First uh, John, it said, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. But if you never become conscious of this marvelous truth, you will not reap the benefits. You can have a child right now that is an Olympic sprinter. And if he never becomes conscious or she never becomes conscious that she's fast, Olympic sprinter, they will never be one. They have to come into the knowledge of that. You only succeed in ministry, in your daily walk with Christ, or whatever you're doing, even on your, or your profession, your job. 
when you become conscious that you are the best, that you can do this thing, that God is on the inside of you, when you become conscious that it is God that is at work within you, both the will and the do of his good pleasure, then he is able to put you over. It's only when the children of Israel realized that they could take the land that they took the land. That's why he had to get the baby, uh, the babies to go over there who was uncircumcised. They had to get circumcised later. They was the ones, they hadn't learned to be in slavery. And they was able to go take the land. But most of, of the people, only Caleb and Joshua had, had let their spirit be developed by listening to God's words towards them. And they developed their spirit to become God with us conscious. They had to understand that God was with us. They had saw God appearing in the theophany of a cloud and in the theophany of a flame of fire at night. And they still was unaware that God was with them because they didn't confess it. See, you got to confess, man, God is with us. I just saw the cloud. God is with us. I just saw the fire. Well, under the new covenant, you got to take what God has said to you, that he'll never leave you nor forsake you, that I'll be with you and even in you. You shall receive power when the Holy Ghost come upon you. Then you go out and minister. You say, well, this power is on the inside of me. Leg, grow in the name of Jesus. Cancer, be gone. Cancer, stop being in the name of Jesus. And the, and the faith and the power will flow because now you are aware that it is God that's working on the inside of you. And how do you get to that point? By total and complete confession. Constantly confessing what God has said about you. Now let's take a look at Abraham again. Hebrews 7 and at verse 1, it says, For this Melchizedek, king of Salem. Now I want you to notice Salem is a root word of Jerusalem. Jer Jerusalem. See? Jerusalem. For this Melchizedek, king of, of Salem, or Jerusalem. Priest of the Most High God. Now you know it's a heavenly Jerusalem, right? Listen closely. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, or Salam, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings, and blessed him, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all. Abraham gave this high priest a tithe. That's why I give one. Hallelujah. We're children of Abraham. Abraham was a father of faith. He was before the law. And this ordinance was something that he did. I don't think he did it of, of a commandment. He did it by revelation that he wanted to do it. So I don't do it by commandment neither. I do it because I want to do it. And look, that's up to y'all. If you want to give a tent to the church, you can if you don't, you don't. That's up to you. But I do. So it said, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being by interpretation, king of righteousness, and after that also king of Salaam, which is king of peace. Jerusalem means the city of peace, Jerusalem. Without father. Listen closely. This man, Melchizedek, he didn't have a father. He was without father. He was without mother. Without descent. Now, everybody who was born of, 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 of flesh, except Adam and Jesus, Jesus even came through the flesh. You understand? He came through the flesh. Adam didn't. He was created and formed. He was created and he was formed. But listen, 
this Melchizedek, he wasn't either one. He was without father, without mother. See, and see, Adam's father was God. Well, Melchizedek, he didn't have a father. He didn't have a mother. He was without descent. He's not descended from anybody. Having neither beginning of days nor end of life. He didn't start somewhere and he hadn't ended. But made like unto the Son of God, abided a priest continually. Now, if you just believe the word like it's written, you would know right away by the anointing the Spirit of God that Melchizedek is God in the flesh. So we can know by the, the perfect written scriptures that Melchizedek is God in the theophany of a man. Hallelujah. How y'all like that word theophany? Yeah, I, I pulled that one out. I, I figure y'all enjoy that. I might be overusing I'm just having a little fun here. But look, listen to me, brothers and sisters. Abraham evidently was used to seeing God in the flesh. He, he recognized God when he appeared to him in the 18th chapter of Genesis. But he actually recognized God also when he appeared in the form of a priest. Now, Abraham had the revelation that God manifests himself in different manners, even before Moses had that revelation. See, Moses had that revelation. You remember the people see God talking to Moses in the tent in the cloud, and then they'll see that fire pop up at night. God manifests himself in many different ways. Now, under the new covenant, he manifests himself behind skins. He loved to hide behind skins. This is nothing new. He was hiding himself behind skins, and that's how they built, he told them to build a tent, badger skin painted red. Well, you are a human skin painted red by the blood of Jesus. God is in you, hiding behind skins, ready to reveal the power of heaven unto them that are listening to you, ready to heal the sick through you, ready to preach the gospel through you, ready to, pro ready to prophesy through you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You have to become God inside of me, minded. Hallelujah. Genesis, the 14th chapter. Glory to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Let's go to verses, um, well, rather verse Genesis 14 and 18. It says, And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine. And he was the priest of the Most High God. So he brought communion. See, communion is not a new thing. Jesus ate communion with the disciples. Well, he followed the pattern of a forever priesthood out of the order of Melchizedek, not the order of Levi, which is of the law. We're not under the law, right? Now, listen close to verse 19. <clears throat> it said that he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. So the priest blessed Abram, and he gave him communion. And he and blessed be the most high God, which have delivered thy enemies into thy hand. He gave him communion and blessed him. And why would Abram do? And he gave him tithes of all. Brothers and sisters, hallelujah. You have to become conscious that God is blessing you and you bless them back with your praise, sacrifice of praise with your offering. You see what I'm saying? But when you become conscious that he's working on the inside of you, that is going to intensify and increase your faith.
Y'all know I'm a word of faith preacher. Be blessed. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day. Hello, brothers and sisters. Brother Derek with you one more time on this Wednesday, imparting unto you the words of life, the words of faith, glory, hallelujah, to bring blessings, to bring power and strength to you, to your spirit, to build you up spiritually by the power of the Holy Spirit, by him that worketh in me, both the will and the do of his good pleasure. Father, in the name of Jesus, cause your words, Lord, the spirit of revelation, particularly revelation today, to be imparted unto the hearers, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, we're talking about God consciousness, of, or, or you could rather say God inside minded. Let's go to the book of Judges, the 13th chapter, and let's start at the 15th verse. Now, this is the story of Samson, right? God, I mean, our angel, well, I'm, I'm right both ways. God, our angel, appeared unto Manoah's wife and told her some things. Well, let's just start at the 13th verse, Judges 13 and 13. It says, And the angel of the Lord said unto Manoah, Of all that I said unto the woman, let her beware, because he appeared unto his wife first. <clears throat> she may not eat of anything that cometh of the vine. Now, I want you to notice that this angel is actually in the theophany of a man also. She may not eat of anything that cometh of the vine. Neither let her drink wine or strong drink, nor eat any unclean thing. All that I commanded her, let her observe. And Manoah said unto the angel of the Lord, I pray thee, let us detain thee until we shall have made ready a kid for thee. And the angel of the Lord said unto Manoah, so you don't know what a kid means. They're talking about an a, a animal, a, a young animal to kid. And the angel of the Lord um, said unto Manoah, though thou detain me, I will not eat of thy bread. And if thou wilt offer a burnt offering, thou must offer it unto the Lord. For Manoah knew not that he was an angel of the Lord. See, he didn't know it because he appeared in the theophany of a man. He was in a regular body, a heavenly being in a regular body. They can only talk like that if they're in a regular body. In other words, you'll see a, 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 a similitude or you'll see a, a, a of object, and you'll just hear a voice, kind of like Moses with the burning bush. The bush was burning, but the voice came out of the bush. You know, that was God also appearing in a different way, in a flame and fire, in a bush. Now, what I want to get over to you while I'm saying these things, God reveals himself in many different ways, but it's still God. I want you to remember that. God reveals himself in many ways. Through people, um, through angels, you understand? But it's still God, all right? So he can reveal himself, right? See, right now, God is on the inside of me, but the form he is in is the Holy Spirit. It's still God. The form that he's revealing himself in is the Holy Spirit, Christ in me, the hope of glory. If I had to get anything over to you today, another thing I want to get over to you, Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit is the same person. He reveals himself three different ways. 
He reveals himself as the Father. He reveals himself as the Son. He reveals himself through the Holy Spirit. Christ, our God, is on the inside of me, but the form he is in when he's on the inside of me and you is the Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus called it Christ. That's why Paul called it Christ in you, the, Holy, or the hope of glory. That's why Jesus told the disciples, I'll be with you and even in you. But when he's on the inside of you, it's called the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. But it's the same as Christ being in you or God being in you. How many understand it? Now I want to prove by the scripture, this is how God gave me this revelation of that. What I just told you by showing me in these particular scriptures, this series of scriptures I've been going to the last few days. In verse 16, it says, And the angel of the Lord said unto Manoah, Thou thou detain me, I will not eat of thy bread, and if thou wilt offer a burnt offering, thou must offer it unto the Lord, for Manoah knew not that he was an angel of the Lord. Follow me now, there's some revelation coming through this. And Manoah said unto the angel of the Lord, What is thy name? That when thy sayings come to pass, we may do thee honor. See, he thought he was just a regular fellow. So he wanted to know his name. And the angel of the Lord said unto him, Why askest thou thus after my name, seeing it is secret? Now the spirit of revelation came on me when I read that one time and told me that was Jesus. That angel was Jesus in the flesh. And his name was a secret. The same man appeared to Jacob, and his name was a secret. You remember Jesus was with God before the foundation of the world? This is Jesus appearing to this man. But see, his name was a secret at the time. Listen closely. So Manoah took a kid with a meat offering and offered it upon a rock unto the Lord, and the angel did wondrously. And Manoah and his wife looked on. For it came to pass when the flame went up toward heaven from off the altar. Watch this. When that flame went up toward heaven from off the altar, listen, that the angel of the Lord ascended in the flame of the altar. And Manoah and his wife looked on it and fell on their faces to the ground. Now that man ascended into the flame, right, on that altar. He went, he, he received that offering, that man. He went into that flame. Listen closely. But the angel of the Lord did no more appear to Manoah and to his wife. Then Manoah knew that he was an angel of the Lord. Now, now he realized, oh, man, I was talking to an angel. But now he's going to get more, he's about to get more revelation. Because in verse 22, and Manoah said unto his wife, we shall surely die because we have seen God. See, when you have an encounter with God, the spirit of wisdom and revelation will begin to come upon you. He, he started realizing, wait a minute. He said, it's an angel. Then he got more revelation. Man, that was God. Because he realized he received that offering. He went into that flame of fire of the offering. He received it. That was for him. That was for God, and he received it. And so Manoah said, man, I'm in trouble. I just saw God face to face. But his wife said unto him, if, if the Lord were pleased to kill us, see, a lot of people think God want to kill them. He would not have received a burnt offering 
and a meat offering at our hands. God appeared to Manoah and his wife, received an offering, and went into the offering, and all that kind of stuff. Hallelujah. Glory. So, so she saw, hey, man, he ain't trying to kill us. See, when the receiver burnt off and the meat offering at our hands, neither would he have showed us all these things, nor would as at this time have told us such things as these. God is not trying to kill us, brothers and sisters. And the woman bare a son and called his name Samson. And the child grew, and the Lord blessed him. And the Spirit of the Lord began to move him at times in the camp of Dan between Zor and Eshtal. Now, I read all that to say this. God reveals himself different ways from the old covenant to the new. But in the new covenant, God is in his word. God has always been in his word. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You might not be seeing God appear to you like he appeared to Moses. You might not be seeing God appear to you like he appeared to Abraham. That's why it requires more faith. You can't get by on Thomas' faith. He had to see something. The disciples had the benefit to see something. Abraham had the benefit to see something. Me and you don't. We, are, we ought to be a stronger bunch. But one benefit, we have Christ living on the inside of us. Now, he's there whether you are conscious of it or not. That's what I'm trying to get over to you. You've got to begin to confess that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. God is living on the inside of me. God is working in me both the will and the do of his good pleasure. As you confess that, you become aware that God is in you, that he's, a, that he's upon you, he's working with you. Then you begin to see miracles. You begin to prophesy. You begin to do the works of God. I got a lot to say, but I'm out of time. Be blessed. Hello, brothers and sisters. Welcome once again on this Thursday. I'm glad to be with you to minister God's word to bring wisdom and revelation to increase your faith by hearing, by you hearing the word of God, your faith is going to be increased. You're going to be more aware that God is with you, that God is on the inside of you, that angels are all around you. Father, let your anointing, Lord Jesus, make them become attentive, Lord, to the words that are spoken in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, your, your spirits are very attentive today. Say amen. Now listen, brothers and sisters, we have 2 Kings, the sixth chapter, right? Hallelujah. And we're going to start at the 8th verse. Then the king of Syria warred with Israel and took counsel with his servants, saying, In such and such a place shall be my camp. And the man of God sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that thou pass not such a place, for thither the Syrians are come down. And the king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him and warned him of, and saved himself there not once nor twice. Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was so troubled for this thing. And he called his servants and said unto them, Will ye not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha, the prophet that is in Israel, telling the king of Israel the words that thou speakest in thy bedchamber. You know, I read in Ecclesiastic one time, it said, Curse not the king 
No, not in our heart. No, not in our bedchamber. For a bird of the air will go tell the matter. Yes, sir. I wonder did uh, your boy get that uh, Solomon. You know, he wrote Ecclesiastic. I wonder did he get that from this right here. They were telling him what was in the bedchamber. Listen closely. In verse 13, and he said, go and spy where he is that I may send and fetch him. And it was told him, saying, Behold, he is in Dothan. Therefore sent he thither horses and chariots. But he sent an army to get this one man, and a great host. And they came by night and compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host compassed the city both with horses and chariots, and his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? You know, they sing a church, I mean, a song at church that says, I might feel like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. See, we are surrounded by angels, brothers and sisters. We got God with us. We got God not only with us, he's on the, what is better, he's on the inside of us. And the word of the Lord teaches that the angels encamped around them that fear him or them that reverence the Lord. See, you know, one place it said, of fear not these little ones, talking about us, God's children. For the angels always behold the face of the Father. Brothers and sisters, you have angels with you that are always looking at the face of God. Did you know that angels hearken unto the voice of God's word? In other words, who got to give voice to God's word? You do. Did you know that the angels do whatever you say when it's the word of God? When you speak God's word into the atmosphere, the angel's going to make sure it's brought to pass. God is well able to bring it to pass. Somebody say that again. Say, God is well able to bring it to pass. I think I read that one time in Psalm 37. He'll bring it to pass. Glory. But in verse 16, and he answered, fear not. For they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Let me say that again. And he answered, fear not. For they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Brothers and sisters, can you see the invisible even if you can't see the invisible? Do you have a divine knowing that God is on the inside of you even if you don't see him like Abraham saw him? Even if you don't see him like Jacob saw him? Even if you don't see him like Moses saw him, even if you don't see him like Manoah saw him, do you have a consciousness that God is on the inside of you without seeing him? Yes, he's on the inside of you in spirit form. We're talking about God inside-minded or God consciousness. When you become conscious that God is on the inside of you, it's going to stop you from doing a lot of things, and it's going to make you do a lot of things because you're conscious that God is on the inside of you. He's able to put you over. He's able to make you a master on that job. Glory. Glory. Michael John was a master of basketball. He's able to fly through there, dunk on people, do some everything. He was a master in his field. Well, it was that gift that God put upon the inside of him by the Holy Ghost. I'm not saying he saved. I'm saying he had the gift of God put on the inside of him, and he developed that gift. You have the gift of God on the inside of you in whatever area, and you have to develop that gift. 
because God is working in you. He's able to bring it to pass. He's able to make you a millionaire. He's able to make you successful in whatever endeavor you're doing. He's able to bring the thing to pass. He's able to give you money out of a fish mouth. He's able to multiply food if you're running low. He's able to multiply money. God will bring it to pass when you have faith that he is at work on the inside of you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You are well able, hallelujah, to do all things through Christ Jesus, who strengthens you from the spirit of God that's on the inside of you. Glory, hallelujah. For he said, fear not, for they be, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. He was conscious that the Lord heard his prayer. He was conscious that Lord that the Lord was with him. Of course, he could see in the spirit. But this guy who, who didn't have the gift to see in the spirit, Elisha wanted him to be conscious also that it was more with us than they that be with them. So after he said, Lord, I pray thee open his eyes that he may see, the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, a mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. In other words, God's protection is upon you. No evil shall befall me or you, neither shall any plague come now or dwelling. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Every tongue that's risen against us in judgment, I do condemn. This is our heritage as sons and daughters of God, and our righteousness is of the Lord Jesus. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We're not trying to get righteous. We're not trying to not wear this and put on this and do this and that to be righteous. We was made righteous by the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. By the shedding of his blood, we have redemption. Jesus is made unto us wisdom. Jesus is made unto us righteousness. Jesus is made unto us sanctification. Jesus is made unto us redemption. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I am a redeemed of the Lord. I have the say so. Hallelujah. So when they came down to him, Elijah prayed unto the Lord and said, smite these for you, I pray thee with blindness. And he smote them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. See, the Lord hearkened unto the voice of uh, the Lord hearkened to the voice of your word. See, if you had faith, you would say, and God would do. He would do what you say. Whatever you pray to Father in the name of the Lord Jesus, he will do it. Of course, Elijah went Elisha wasn't praying in Jesus' name in because Jesus wasn't revealed, revealed yet. Hallelujah. But he was talking to the Lord at all times. He had a fellowship with the Lord. Brothers and sisters, you need to pray in the spirit daily, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. They smote them with blindness, and they walked right past them. Hallelujah. They got the victory, and you're going to get the victory. Hallelujah. You have the victory on the inside of you. This is your victory, brothers and sisters, even your faith. Even your confession. You'll never rise above your confession. So make your confession rise higher than it's ever been. Have bold confession. 
confess what the words say you are. Do what the words say you can do because you can. Brothers and sisters, have a blessed day. Hello, brothers and sisters. Welcome on this Friday. We're talking about God inside-minded or having a God consciousness. Father, I love you, and I appreciate all, all that you've done, all that you're doing, and that you're going to do. Lord, I thank you, Lord, and I bless my brothers and sisters. I say they're blessed. They're more than conquerors. They're highly favored. They're warriors. So, Lord, pour out your spirit, Lord, in a stronger measure, Lord Jesus, that they may complete, Lord, their divine giftings and callings, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Well, brothers and sisters, let's go to Colossians, the first chapter, and let's start at the 27th verse. Well, let's start at the 26th verse. It says, even the mystery which have been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints. Now, all these things I covered earlier uh, during the week. It was a crescendo up to this. This is the forte of the thing. This is what the strength of it is. The strength of it is Christ is in you. Now, let me read that next verse. To whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. See, it's a mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you is simply God in you or Christ in you in the form of the Holy Spirit. See, you know, you know, heard people say God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. You know, three making one, but, you know, the Holy Spirit can be in all of us. See, it's God is actually not just a, a, it is a person, but the person is God dividing himself amongst the believers. I have the Holy Spirit in me. You have the Holy Spirit in you. It's not going to lead the portion of God in me. It's not going to have to lead me to go get in you. See what I'm talking about? The portion of God that's on the inside of me is going to remain. The portion of God that's inside of you is going to remain. Christ is going to remain. He said he'll never leave you nor forsake you. He said I'll be with you and even in you. God divided himself on the day of Pentecost among the believers. The Bible say those tongues of fire or strips of fire set upon each of their head and they was filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues. So the Holy Ghost is a person. That person is God dividing himself. I have a, a portion of God. It's kind of like <clears throat> God took the rib from Adam and made Eve. A portion of Adam was on the inside of Eve. That's how God gave me this revelation. He put a portion of himself. See, that was in the natural form. He put a portion of himself on the inside of you. Hallelujah. So you have God with you at all times in the form of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So that's the mystery. Whom we preach, verse, verse 28, whom we preach, warn in every man, and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. 
where until I also labor, striving according to his work, which worketh in me mightily. Now, if you notice, Paul is acknowledging that God is working in him mightily. Guess what you have to do also? Say this, say, God is working in me mightily. Check out the pattern. Paul, Paul, he, this is not the only place he mentioned, mentions this. See, part of his, part of Paul's uh, writings and confession, you can tell what a man confessed by what he's writing. He's telling you that God is working in him mightily. Let's go to Philippians, the second chapter. Let's go to the 13th verse. Philippians, the second chapter, the 13th verse, he said, For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Now, Paul is letting you know this. Why? Because he's trying to get you conscious that God is on the inside of you. That's why he's telling you that. Because soon as he can get you to acknowledge or come to a revelation that God is on the inside of you, then you can raise the dead. Then you can open the eyes of the blind. Then you can prophesy. Then you can speak the limbs and the limbs will grow out. Then you can pray for people and they'll get a new heart, a new, a new liver, a new kidney. Why? Because it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. See, if you was by yourself, you might have a little trouble. But the Spirit of God, Christ in you, Christ on the inside of you in the form of the Holy Spirit, it is him that is working in you to put it over. It's the Spirit of God that is on the inside of you that's going to put you over the top. It's kind of like a great baseball or football game. In the fourth quarter, you got some teams that get stronger and stronger because they might have a stronger spirit. The other team might just be just as strong as they are. But their confession, their will, you notice that uh, Jordan had a will to win. He'll will his team to win because there was something on his spirit that he refused to lose. You know, I'm using that, that um, analogy from the natural. Well, on the spiritual side, it's still spiritual. God is working on the inside of you. It is God is working in me now, bringing to my mind what to tell you. I can't do this without the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It is him that is at work within me, both the will and to do of his good pleasure. He is the one that's going to put it over. He is the one that healed that woman's husband a couple weeks ago from COVID-19. He's the one that gave that woman a new knee when I prayed about three weeks ago. God is the one that's going to put you over. God is the one when you pray, he's going to put, put the thing to pray. He's going to put it over. He's going to get that person healed. It's the anointing of God on the inside of you. God hiding behind skins. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. He's not walking on the earth no more like he did with the disciples. He's not appearing in the form of Melchizedek in, anymore. No, Melchizedek now is on the right hand of God, the high priest forever. Jesus Christ, after the order of Melchizedek, he's sitting right now on the right hand of the Father making intercessions for you and for me. In, in uh, Ephesians, the third chapter, you know, when Paul prayed this prayer, I want you to listen to this in Ephesians. 
Ephesians 3 and 16, listen to this. It says that Ephesians 3 and 16, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. His spirit is on the inside of you. His spirit is on the hidden man of heart, your inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. See, your faith is saying it over and over and over again till this thing becomes a reality to your consciousness, that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now listen to this, verse 20. Now to him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. God can do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask and think. But you got to ask and you got to think that he can. You got to think and ask. Why? According to the power that worketh in us. See, it is a power that is at work on the inside of you. It is a power that's on the inside of you, brothers and sisters. Christ got to dwell in your heart by your spirit by faith. See, you got to keep saying it over and over again. That's why he says by faith. As you confess it and decree it and announce to the world and to yourself and to your own spirit, Christ is on the inside of you. It strengthens his spirit. It gives his spirit more authority as you say these things. See, because his spirit is on the inside of you, the spirit of might. You're strengthened with might by his spirit in your inner man. Hallelujah. So as you begin to keep acknowledging that God is on the inside of you, that God is at work within me, that God is able to put it over, it makes the spirit of faith grow. It builds your spirit. You become God inside conscious, which is able you to do some of everything. It'll be no limits to what you can do when you're conscious of God on the inside of you. Be blessed. I'll talk to you next week.